Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, election month continues. Democrats have secured the majority in the United The United States Senate control of the House is still pending with an advantage going to the Republicans. But what happens next? How are the Democrats able to pull ahead and thwart a big red wave with the big blue wall? What parts of their messaging really resonated with voters? And will messages from the left or the right hold up and be pertinent in 2024 and beyond? It's time to get past the headlines. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. As always, really pleased to have back on the program Carly Cooperman, CEO and partner at Schoen Cooperman Research, uh, someone we look to often, <laughs> regularly, probably more than Carly would care for. But <laughs> Carly, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me back. Uh, a very topsy-turvy uh, election night, which turned into election week. Uh, and in Georgia, they'll get one more month just uh, just for good measure. Uh, but as you, as you look at that, as things start to unwind a little bit and the narratives start to come out, uh, what are some of the uh, surprising components uh, kind of underneath the headlines and the numbers? Yeah, look, I mean, big picture, the Republican wave that was really highly expected just did not happen. Democrats vastly exceeded expectations in the midterm elections. And this is despite President Biden having really historic low ratings. And, you know, the party in power, generally, Democrats have been really not well liked or or well received. But there's a few things that I think ultimately impacted the outcome of the election. And first, abortion rights. Um, It really rallied Democratic voters as well as the issue of democracy. And this happened especially in swing states where these issues were being threatened by radical-backed Trump Republicans. So, you know, there's a lot of attacks on the Democrats leading up to the election, so they're spending too much time talking about abortion, talking about abortion rights. They're not talking about the economy enough. But this proved to be a pivotal issue, particularly in swing states in terms of Democrats showing up. And I think their turnout was higher than it otherwise would have been. The second point I want to make is a point about candidate quality. You know, this really hurt Republicans, especially in key Senate and gubernatorial races where there were handpicked candidates by Trump that struggled or lost in races that otherwise would have been winnable, like the Pennsylvania Senate race, the Georgia Senate race. Arizona Senate and governor. Um, And a lot of cases, we saw that the Trump-backed candidate did significantly less well than another Republican candidate, Um, you know, like in the case of Georgia, where Walker did much less well than Governor Brian Kemp did um, on the state ballot as a non-Trump Republican. So those two points really, I think, made the results a lot different than what people expected in terms of, you know, Democrats are still likely to lose control of the House, but not in the significant way that we expected to happen. Yeah. And so interesting, uh, some of those uh, state races where you had uh, president of one party and then uh, Senate going a a different way uh, on both sides. Sometimes you had a Democratic governor winning and a Republican senator winning and uh, and vice versa. What do you read into some of those in in places like Kansas and uh, some of those? Yeah, I mean, I think that it really has to do with candidate quality in a lot of these cases, right? Like in somewhere like Kansas, you know, Laura Kelly won that governor's race and, uh, you know, 
Kansas is as as red as it gets, but I think see that in races where the Republican that was nominated was successful kind of with Republican primary voters on this idea, you know, that the election wasn't uh, legitimate or just taking really extreme positions um, at the end of the day, especially in states where it's not already safe thing like New York, I think the extremism of the Republican candidates plus the abortion issue really gave voters pause in in voting for those candidates. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as always, we, we look to you and uh, to your partner, Doug Schoen, to, to kind of help us look at what, what comes next and what moves forward. Uh, Doug had in his piece on the, the Hill today kind of a little cautionary tale in terms of, okay, Democrats, you, you won this round, um, but you may not have uh, the former president to, to count on next time around. Uh, what are some of the, the nuanced messaging coming out uh, as, you, as you unravel some of the exit polling? Yeah, look, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, the bottom line is that inflation was dominating the race leading up to the election. And I still think that that is the major theme of this year. And it's going to continue until things get into a better place. And while, you know, the Democrats did better than expected, given how unhappy voters are with how things are going and with, you know, just how bad inflation is, this is not by any means a vote for the Democrats and, and, you know, being happy with um, how things are going and how that party is running the country. And so I think that voters are going to look to see that the Democrats are focusing on issues that are impacting their day-to-day life, like economic issues and crime, um, more so than, you know, some of the progressive policy positions that are near and dear to some Democrats' hearts. But, you know, just there's not necessarily as much of an appetite to run with those issues. Yeah, and from the Republican side, uh, clearly uh, an election that should have been a really good night for Republicans. Uh, did they also kind of find that this just running against things as opposed to actually having a vision of, of what you're for uh, also kind of has some limitations as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was kind of saying this leading up to the election, too. You know, Republicans had every right to ram the Democrats as hard as they could for, you know, how things were going. I mean, the party in power and the president are always held responsible for the economy, even if it's out of their control. But they never really offered an alternative or, you know, solutions to how they were going to address any of these issues themselves. You know, kind of like how the Democrats have been criticized for just trying to run anti-Trump campaigns. It wasn't enough for Republicans to attack Biden and the Democrats. They need to put forward solutions of their own. Yeah. And so as you look at the uh, kind of the the move before you look at all of the the dollars spent, I mean, some of those Senate races were just, you know, 300 million plus, 200 million plus, uh, which is just astronomical numbers. Most of those are, you know, negative campaign ads. Uh, is, Is there going to come a point where the American people finally say, "Okay, enough. We know what you're against. Can you just give us something that you're for? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think the American people already feel that way. And, you know, I think it contributes to a lot of the cynicism that we see towards mm. politics. And unfortunately, I don't see how it goes away. I mean, I think the Georgia runoff is going to be another example, even though it's a little bit less significant since we know that the Senate will be controlled by Democrats. It's it's going to just be more of that. And one party can't stop spending and running ads as much the other one does. So I don't see it changing, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I said the real winner of uh, 
of 2022 was the uh, political consulting class. <laughs> I think the consultants did really well. Those who were buying advertisement uh, did incredibly well. And, and I think a lot of us lost because our brains are now numb from from all of the uh, the ads that have been going on. Uh, so, Carly, as, as you as you look forward, obviously, we've got uh, still we have some leadership elections uh, to take place, uh, which it, it astounds me that we're looking at having those starting tomorrow. Uh, before even some of these members uh, know how to get from their office uh, to the bathroom, let alone over to the Capitol to cast a vote. Uh, what, what, yeah. do you, what do you suspect in terms of leadership, both parties? Uh, are we just going to lock into this uh, power in politics or will we ever uh, get a change, either a changing of the guard uh, or or uh, looking at more policy centric leaders as opposed to just political leaders? Well, I think there's going to be an interesting dynamic in the Democratic side because, you know, Pelosi had said about a year ago that she intended to step down after this cycle as a speaker or as a leader. And, you know, then it was expected to be really bad outcomes in terms of the elections for Democrats, plus then there was the attack on her husband. It seemed almost certain that she would be stepping down at that point. And there's a lot of conversation about Hakeem Jeffries coming and stepping in as, you know, a younger uh, leader. He's an African-American. He is considered somewhat centrist. He has support from a lot of different groups in the party. And that, I think, would be a noticeable change. Um, It's unclear what Pelosi's going to do, though. And, And, you know, if she wants to stay, she certainly has the case to do so, given that the outcome ultimately ended up being the best for it. Democratic incumbent midterm years since I think it was JFK. So it's going to see it fold out there. I think the Republican side is going to kind of be more of the same in terms of what's expected, but they'll have their challenges too, just in terms of the, the different factions within the party. Yeah. Carly Cooperman, CEO, partner at Schoen Cooperman Research. Uh, Carly, thanks so much for joining us. I know this has been a crazy week for you. I hope you get an exhale, <laughs> but thanks for spending time with us. We appreciate the perspective. Of course. Great look from Carly as we look at what did take place. And to me, the ultimate takeaway from the 2022 election season is that you can win elections and hold on to power by focusing on what you're against. But it doesn't mean you get to lead. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.